And then another guy, like, not dressed like a dick, it, like, shows up with another car, and he's, like, kind of looking like, oh, my God, did these ladies need help? You know, what's going on? And the video ends with them holding him down on the top of the car while they're driving. What the fuck? Like, I hate to be this person, but hashtag not all men. What are we doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Feminism? Girls. Girl power. Am Feminism. I MRA like now? <laughs> What's going on? There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Whoop, whoop. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. I'm not British. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? This month, our theme is road trips. We're looking for any movie that involves getting Woo! from one point to another, hopefully, with some shenanigans along the way. So last week, <laughs> we watched a, uh, a classic with air quotes from my childhood, The Wizard. This week, it's a fan pick. Jay, what are we watching? Wow, this is also something from at least my childhood, and I think yours too, Dave. I, not but in not in the same way as The Wizard. This week, we watched 1997's Spice World. You know, the movie uh, about the Spice yeah, Girls. It's just the Spice Girls movie. It's just yeah, the Spice yeah. Girls movie. Yeah. And also the name of their corresponding album. No meaning behind that or anything. They're not trying to push more albums. No. No, no, no. And there's Spice Girl um, energy drink line and there's Spice Girl <laughs> straws. Dave, did you? I saw your face. Did you really think they had an energy drink line? <laughs> I did. I did. It wasn't until the Coke straws that I caught on that you were just fucking with me. All right, Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Through a combination of hard liquor and poor choices, you've stolen a novelty bus and are currently careening towards a bridge. Oh, this is going to be a story. So the bridge is up right now, but you're pretty sure you've got the horsepower to make it over the gap. Uh, Ramp it. Yeah, you absolutely don't, though. So in the 10 seconds or so before you go over the edge into the river, sell us on this movie. What if we combined Speed, Misery, Almost Famous, and Ferris Bueller and had it star James Bond as the mysterious director of the Spice Girls? Seven seconds, I think? <laughs> Maybe eight? Was I supposed to be counting? Because this star hey. fucking James Bond, like, Crossroads star Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> right, it's really you are going to yell count. at me for Dan I'm going to yell at you for James Bond You're selling a very different movie young man Alright Casey Well listen if I'm driving the bus I know that you're probably standing on top of it Surfing it yes, And I know, you know that me. if I was going to ramp over it You would be right up there Riding that surf all the way So in the 10 seconds before You smash down with me Sell us on this movie Five sexy cogs in the self-aware capitalist machine force seventh-wave feminism into our lives and homes. Damn, the soundtrack slaps, though. Eight, Eight seconds. <laughs> and you're not I know what I'm talking about, that Kimmy Schmidt yeah. seventh-wave feminism. Yes. I'm very yes. tempted to make you name all seven. 
Alright, before we get too feminist, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. It's 1997, and the Spice Girls are hot! So hot, we will make a movie about the Spice Girls and their fame. Being pre-TMZ, some J. Jonah Jameson wannabe, it's gonna try and ruin your good name for their newspaper reputation. What's a, n a newspaper? Is that how you so pronounce that? Yeah, newspaper. It's the thing Spider-Man works for. Spider-Man works for himself. He's a vigilante. <laughs> you sound stupid right now. I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah, Case, it's, it's the thing that Spider-Man works for. So... This wannabe plans on having his photographer follow the Spice Girls and peek into their homes taking pictures to compromise the girls for profit. Alan Cumming wants to direct a movie about the Spice Girls, which is just fucking meta. The analog blog photographer and Alan Cumming aren't the only ones who want the Spice Girls' attention, though, because they're so damn hot right now. So hot, their manager Clifford has to fight off two guys from Hollywood. They keep pitching increasingly ridiculous movie ideas. Which, when your elevator pitches make hours look sane, something's gone very, very wrong. <laughs> Clifford tries to get the girls a day off, but his boss tells them no. And seeing as his boss is the third best James Bond, when he tells you no, it's a hard no. Roger Moore is the third best James Bond. If it was Sean Connery, the first no is means I need another drink. <laughs> the second no is I need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> The third no is she needs one of these. <laughs> no just means you're thirsty. All right, back to the Spice Girls and not the Bonds. Instead of having her morning off to see Nicola, the Spice Girls' pregnant friend, the girls all hop in their double-decker and head off to the toughest dance teacher of all time. Hey, listen, if you only had three days to prepare for a concert at Royal Albert Hall, then you would also probably want to skip out on seeing your friend and having the toughest dance teacher of all time. Well, if Clifford wasn't such a bitch, he would have gotten them time off to see their friend instead of just having Meatloaf bust those Saturday night divas around to TV interviews and preparing for Prince Albert Hall. <laughs> it's not Prince Albert Hall. That's a very different hall. <laughs> that's what Prince Albert, that's the Albert. Casey's right, because the girls end up snapping and storm out the evening before the biggest performance of their lives. Not just mad at all the pressures, but actually pissed off at each other as well for some reason. But Dave, the Spice Girls are too hot to break up. Separately, they recall their humble, homeless beginnings until something kind of funny happens. They meet up outside an old cafe that they used to live at. Reconciling, they decide to show Nicola some love. And what do pregnant women love? Clubbing. Let's get club drunk. No, that pregnant women should probably not get club drunk. Yeah, they can only have one, like, big glass of wine drunk, medically. <laughs> Most like pregnant women novelty. who love wine, I know, are like, I can only have one glass. And they bust out, like, a clown-sized glass. We're like, okay. Right? They've got that glass that just corks into the end of the wine bottle. And just, it's yeah, one I, glass. <laughs> all in or not at all when you're pregnant. I've never known. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> You can do mescaline in the first trimester. It's fine. <laughs> Even the movie knows it's a bad idea because Nicola's contractions start while they are at the club. Okay, well, that might have just been like fat base. So she's being dramatic. You'll know when you piss yourself. That's when you're like, okay, it's real. Meatloaf fires up the double decker and drives like a bat out of hell to the hospital. <laughs> oh, Come on, Jay's worked babe. like... Chase had like four Spice Girls songs in this. I put one meatloaf in there. No, no, it was, 
admiration. Nothing but admiration. Well yes, played. Meatloaf well played. makes it to the hospital, but instead of a real doctor, there's a crotch shot doctor, a.k.a. the creepy <laughs> photographer, uh, trying to get a crotch shot, I guess, of the baby or the mom. I don't know. Baby Spice knocks his ass out. But Case, he ends up running away from the Spice Girls and gets knocked out by an empty stretcher. Don't don't ask. The power of Spice compels him to see the light, and he changes his ways. So that causes him to go back and stalk the J. Jonah Jameson wannabe and get that guy fired. But the Spice Girls themselves don't want to get fired and realize they only have a short amount of time before they're due to go on at Albert Hall. Meatloaf is nowhere to be found, so Posh Spice hops in the whip and jumps the double-decker over the Thames. The Thames. Yeah, well, I'm American, so it's the Thames. If it was pronounced Tim, they should have used an I. Get with the Times, <laughs> yeah, like, British people. It, was it spelled Tiny Thames in the Christmas story? No. Yeah, yeah. So spell it like yeah. you say it, England. You... Right, Dave, that's how you make it on time. But the state uses its monopoly on violence to try and to prevent the girls from taking the stage. Apparently, they were driving recklessly and flying a bus without a license, which, if I can be honest, is something I wouldn't mind having on my criminal record. You would, Jay, because you can't use the excuse that you were late for your performance, and also, you are not Baby Spice. I wish he was. Oh, I don't... What? What? <laughs> the concert's broadcast on TV, the stalkers are gone, and Nicola successfully had her baby. Life is good for the girls, and the film ends with the cast talking about the film and Sporty Spice breaking the fourth wall. She tells the girls that the audience is watching and picks on two people in the back snogging. We won't tell you which two of us at Shitty Cinema Sporty Spice spotted. The answer might surprise you. Okay, I think we need to clear the room of this now because it's been on the forefront of all of our minds since we discovered it. Dave, you noticed something in the IMDb discussion about Spice World. Oh, God. Do you care to share your results? I just, okay. <laughs> one, of, one of my first steps anytime we do one of these things on the podcast is I check the IMDb trivia section because there's usually some good stuff to talk about in there, right? Well, there are two no. separate <laughs> trivia facts in the IMDb trivia section which detail which of the Spice Girls have had biological children in real life, and it specifies biological children, and also points out that they've all had a child out of wedlock, which is not a trivia about the movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's someone and who's I angry. Just, and I'm really <laughs> upset about the fact that IMDb's contribution history is not available to the public, so I cannot see this person's other contributions to IMDb, because I feel like there are probably hundreds of pages... <laughs> Of IMDb <laughs> trivia exclusively detailing which actresses have or have not had biological children. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, I'm on to you. I will find you. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Just really like, okay, well, one of them was talking about how the pregnant uh, girl in the movie yeah. doesn't have a real baby in real life, but the rest of them do, even though they were dunking on moms in the middle of this. And it lists that she oddly does not have a biological child in real life. It's so odd. And, right. And then I had the thought, I wonder if that's still true. I should go see if this asshole hasn't updated his comment yet. And fuck him for making me even think about Googling that. <laughs> You're just falling down the digital rabbit hole of this guy. It's just, oh, it's just a, a very gem. strange thing to encounter in a trivia section for a movie. 
And like, yes, I'm just assuming that this IMDb contributor is a dude. But come on, it's a dude. You know what I, Dave, what you just made me realize when you mentioned that you would love to see in the new very serious Dune movie, the Spice Girls as Benny Jesseret witches. I realized that we would would never be allowed to make an actual movie because as soon as someone suggested something like that, we'd be like, nope, that's in the movie. You can't talk me out of it. There's no way I'm going to change my mind. You this figure is out now how what's to make it happen. work. Right. Yeah. I say yes or no, and you figure out the details. Right. And then bring it we to would... me, and I say yes or no, and we keep this volleyball going back and forth until someone stops funding it, and, you know, the project stalls out. Right. Or worse, it gets made. Uh. Yeah, so. counterpoint, I'm pretty sure we just watched an example of this. Because, like, hey, what if Roger Moore was their boss? Or, hey, what if Roger Moore was their boss? Stamped, approved. What if Meatloaf yes. drove the bus? Stamped, approved. What if Elton John was there? Stamped, approved. What if, what if Jerry turns into Bob Hoskins? Stamp, approved. Fucking love Have you Super been reading Mario. my dream journal? Yes, of course, yes. This movie had a shit ton of cameos in it. We had Hugh Laurie uh, playing Detective What's-His-Face, the French guy. Yeah. But, yeah, we got Hugh Laurie. We also got uh, Stephen Fry later on in the movie, though not a scene of them acting together, which is just criminal. Come on. Oh, that is a crime. We could have a bit of Fry or a bit of Laurie, but not both together. Never both. We have Bob Hoskins show up later in the movie. Which is barely even a cameo. I mean, it it's it lists him as playing himself, but was he? I just thought he was playing a guy <laughs> with well, okay, Jerry so, Hallowell inside of him. So it's embedded, right? One of the crazy pitches is for the Spice Force Five, and Jerry is the master of disguise. So she goes into a phone booth and she turns into Bob Hoskins, and then we get Jerry's voice coming out of Bob Hoskins' mouth. So yeah. It's Bob Hoskins talking as a Spice Girl. Obviously, as we mentioned, we had Meatloaf as the driver of the bus who directly (laughs) references I would do anything for love. And I really hope he charged them licensing fees for that. Because, like, come on, making me say the line from the chorus is the same thing. Pay me my money. I really hope that's just, like, a normal conversation, like a dinner line he drops. Like, yeah, hey, right. can you pass the gravy? He's like, I would do anything, but I won't do that. And then, like, maintains <laughs> eye contact and pours the rest of the gravy on his plate and then hands him the empty container. That's Meatloaf's go-to to get out of anything. He actually sings the whole song to you, and you're just so caught up in the performance, you don't even notice that he just left at the end of it. <laughs> Like, at first you're pissed because he's just mouth doing the piano part. And you're like, oh, God damn it, not this again. But then he gets you. He gets you. Every time. There's Elvis Costello acts as a bartender. He doesn't say anything, but he's in the movie. Yes, he does. Does he? Did he have lines? Yeah. He confirms that he will make her a double gin and tonic. Oh, okay. Elvis Costello. He's got to have a line. I mean, that's good. Confirm the order. That's waitressing 101. Um, Are we going to just, like, dance around the elephant dick in the room? Alan Cumming? Alan Cumming? Cumming. Well, I mean, Alan Cumming doesn't count as a cameo. He's an actual. He's like a full-blown part in the film. It's a weird part. Really, like, I, I follow him on Instagram, and it's he's not really acting that much. 
I wouldn't either if I was super wealthy, but that's probably why I'm not. No, no, no. I'm saying in this film, he's not acting oh. very much. It's just Alan Cumming being Alan Cumming. Yeah, so his character is a documentary maker, and he's the guy that, that's talking to the camera, and I don't know. It, it's certainly not Alan Cumming's best performance. He phones it in. Is generous. He's got a full-blown role. However, I would like to argue he's not supposed to. The movie's got two separate <laughs> plot lines. There's the plot line about Alan Cumming making a documentary about the Spice Girls. And then mm-hmm. there's the plot line about a Hollywood producer trying to get the Spice Girls to make a movie. And I yes. am almost positive that they were not sure which of these they wanted to go with and just left half of one in the movie by accident <laughs> when they decided on the other. They're okay. just hedging their bets. They serve the exact same purpose, and they just abandoned the documentary at one point to go with the Hollywood producer thing. And, like, I'm just, I'm positive somebody forgot to update a version of the script in the front half of the movie. Can I say something? I'm a little disappointed in Hugh Laurie, and I don't know if it's Hugh Laurie or Google I should be disappointed in. But when Google lists his movies, Spice World is the last one on the list. And that's over some that don't have thumbnails. What the fuck? <laughs> How disrespectful. That's just uh, rude. This movie isn't that bad. It's if nothing, it's self-aware. Yeah. And it really leaned in it to the count. self-awareness. It doesn't count as self-aware if you hang a lampshade on it and then continue doing it. Yes, and it does. And then beat yourself Listen. to death with said lampshade. One of my favorite moments of Spice World being self-aware is when the J. Jonah Jameson wannabe character says about the Spice Girls, who cares if they climb Mount Everest or find a cure for deja vu or find a cure for deja vu. (laughs) Okay, first of all, it's who cares if they climb Mount Everest on an ostrich, which is important. Good point. Because obviously, Sporty Spice could do it. Okay? (laughs) She could. Um, she could climb Mount secondly, Everest on an ostrich? I think she could outrun a, an ostrich up Mount Everest. <laughs> okay, but then she's not on an ostrich. She's run. She's climbing Mount Everest running from an it's ostrich. More, it's more impressive that she would do it slower on an ostrich because it's taking longer. You're longer exposed to the, uh, to the elements and the ostrich, if I'm being honest, because they are monsters. And then she's going to have to tom-tom it eventually. She'll, she'll be the only one making it to the top, but it will be wearing an ostrich costume. A macabre ostrich costume. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What are you saying? Nothing. That's I don't I even know anymore. <laughs> Why have we moved on? like a Robert Redford film? Are we done with cameos, by the way? Because we literally didn't even talk about Roger Moore. Yeah. He, well, yeah. Yeah. But the best part about Roger Moore is that Dave accurately predicted his recording from the fucking just watching the movie. Right. I I made a joke that Roger Moore <laughs> was just filming all of his scenes in a vacuum with no context for what he was saying. But that actually turned out to be true. And they just had <laughs> Roger Moore on set for one day, handed him a page full of dialogue, and he just read these things off while... F- Bottle feeding a pig in his hands like some <laughs> shitty redneck Blofeld. I mean, sometimes it was a cat and sometimes it was a bunny, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, what I really love about his performance, he mentioned in an interview that he was really appreciative of Richard E. Grant 
uh, who all of all of Roger Moore's scenes were dialogue scenes where he was on the phone with Richard E. Grant. And he really appreciated him because Richard E. Grant came into set on his day off to feed him lines from off camera of their dialogue so that he could respond to the actual person on the phone rather than just doing it into it. But then I realized that meant they intended for him to just be doing his half of the dialogue (laughs) with no one giving him the other half of it and no context for any of his lines. Also, apparently when he accepted the role, Moore did not know who the Spice Girls were, which is just adorable. He's lying. I don't know. I can buy it. The man got rich enough that he has probably just been chilling in some garden in the English countryside for most of the last, like, 30-odd years. He was also on Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. And they had a TARDIS in this in this movie. <gasps> a bus TARDIS. Oh, that's true. The fucking because... Spice Girls double-decker <laughs> bus is a TARDIS. It is yeah. way bigger on the inside. They're yeah, they fucking... Didn't sleeping quarters and they're telling me there's multiple rooms no 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 if it's even close to how big they showed inside they have like fitness bikes and swings and shit and it's like three stories tall and looks like a men in black music video it's (laughs) insane like i'm sorry meatloaf is sitting on the shitter while driving the bus (laughs) because there's no more room for anything else except for the bus part the drivey bits oh you have used up all of the available capacity on beanbags. So Where now you touched? have to now you have to share a toilet with meatloaf. Also, oh. if you got a shit, you got to drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it rolls, baby. Hey, can we do an updated version where Sporty has a Peloton and she's just fucking that person the whole time? It's got a hole in the middle, though, so she can pee and not stop pedaling. <laughs> You're not really into Peloton that. if you get off to uh, pee. I'm just saying. Actually, there's some wiring issues. Now this bus will only drive while you're shitting. So <laughs> here's some coffee. It is fueled by Mel C's strong piss. It's one part Gatorade, two parts HGH raid. Seriously, you, you give her... You give her enough water, she can just do it on command. It's it's impressive. <laughs> I, I bet she like takes that. horse pisses. I don't know why. <laughs> I can tell that about people. <laughs> Will you Google that? How strong is Melcy's pastry? I mean, I and I'm not saying that as a derogatory thing. I'm a horse pisser. You know it. But I feel like hers is also a lot. Good for you, Melcy. Here's my worry. If she's sitting on the toilet and also jumping the bus over the Tims, doesn't the water like splash up and like, oh man, right? Like, I hope she hasn't dropped anything. We call that one Poseidon's fist. (laughs) No, Poseidon's French kiss. There we go. That's the one. It's ours. Oh. Okay, was the bomb really on the bus? Because when they were pitching the idea for the movie, when the guy says, and there's a bomb on the bus, the Uh guy from Cheers is like, no, no, you son of a bitch. They've been through (laughs) enough. No more. But then it does blow up at the end of the movie. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. There was a bomb on the bus. 
the bomb I, the bomb got written in immediately written out and then written back in during an end credit sequence is a gag so like no not really yes what do you mean not really it was there it blew up what blew up dave nothing they didn't even show an explosion <laughs> there was just a sound effect yeah you heard the it river because it's dirty <laughs> like, that's basically their detroit river so yeah. oh no i'm sorry spontaneously combusts at random uh, they also kind of made it x-filies because they have a moment where they have to use the shitter and meatloaf is like sorry i'm driving if you know what i mean <laughs> um and basically Actually, doesn't Clifford accuse Meatloaf of filling up all the shitters? Because he's like, how do all the bathrooms break at once, Meatloaf? He was upset that all of the toilets had broken at once. Which, again, we're implying that this double-decker bus has multiple toilets on it. Yeah, they're called windows. (laughs) (laughs) You just gotta hang it out. And he's upset that Meatloaf won't fix any of the toilets for him, which is when we get the line... That I love those girls and I would do anything for them, but I won't do that. Yeah, just tampons, man. You can't flush a pad down the toilet, baby spice. I'm looking at you. (laughs) Especially not a bus toilet. Come on. No. And not a 90s pad. Oh, no. The panty liners were as thick as your wrist. (sighs) No, but they did have an X Files scene where, okay. Meatloaf breaks the toilet, so they have to pull over in the woods. And even the assistant's assistant is like, "Uh, even when you're rich and famous, sometimes you still got a deuce in the woods. And the girls are climbing into the woods when all of a sudden they're bathed in white light. And you see this ring-shaped object come down. And the first thing that happens when four beings exit the vehicle as they try to honk Scary Spice's boob. Yeah, the only way you're going to get out of that one is you tell them that you're a baby and they might take it easy on you. But honestly, Sporty Spice is a bad friend for not just absolutely starching those aliens right then and there. <laughs> Why do you work out? Why do you even work out if it's not to beat up for your friend's enemies? Anyway, again, this is I don't want to be that guy, but this is perfect corporate feminism so hard and i know that's not this kind of podcast but it's just slapping us in the face with it and again watching the wannabe video of where they're just like attacking and torturing men that no interaction or not wannabe but what's the say you'll be there it's aggressive we're just like what did they do okay like give me a reason Okay, if this is like sympathy for Lady Vengeance, okay, let's fucking kill this guy. But like, I don't know that he just seems like a victim of circumstance in the right place, wrong time. What the fuck is happening? They're so mad. Okay, now I want a Korean revenge film that stars the Spice Girls. Yes, absolutely. Get on it, Mr. Park. This is also just a series of music videos. And oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, loved sure. it. Sure. I loved right. it. I'm going to go make a Spotify playlist of a bunch of Spice Girls shit and going to probably branch out into some like Mandy Moore and, you know, see what else kind of falls down the pipe. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did love some of their songs and I do. I did That's too. not past tense. Uh, at the time, I ironically enjoyed it. Now I'm fully comfortable saying no, I just unironically enjoy some of their music. It's just good <laughs> shit. 
trip has come to a screeching halt, and it is time for that question. Dave, 1997 Spice World, would you watch it again? Fuck no, <laughs> but it's not the movie's fault, because Spice World has... A, a Spice World has an audience that consider it kind of a cult classic. It's a bad movie, but it's a bad movie that can be fun to watch with the right group. And you know what? I There's some stuff here I enjoy. There's a lot of good cameos. Roger Moore playing a version of Blofeld is just delightful, and I love it. But I had a younger sister in 1997 when this movie came out, which means and that now, this movie too, was on. Not oh, dead. oh, yeah, and now. <laughs> I had a sister. But when this movie came out, it was on loop in my home for about nine months straight. And the Vietnam flashbacks I got watching this today were intense. So for that reason, I cannot bring myself to watch this movie again. No. But I'm not going to say that you shouldn't. Fix Uh, yourself, Dave. Casey, how about you? Uh, Shockingly, I don't think you watched this back when it was actually relevant. Not in its entirety, no. All right. So coming back to it now uh, that you are well outside of its target age demographic, would you watch it again? Uh, in a large group taking turns doing shots every time something ridiculous happens or like maybe every time Alan, Cumming, Alan Cummings. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a little sister, so I didn't get tortured with this film. So I don't have any ill will like you do, Dave. It was campy and fun, and it felt like opening a time capsule or like reading a non-cringy part of your diary from that year. And I'm glad we went with this rather than Are We There Yet with Ice Cube like someone else suggested because I've seen like 30 minutes of that movie and felt really fucking sad. So, Jay, yeah, I'm going to say yes, but 1997 Spice World, would you watch it again? I also had a little sister that played this to death. And to be honest with you, that was probably my biggest concern about watching it again is that I was going to have PTSD flashbacks. Instead, I laughed my ass off. This movie is campy, cheesy, self-aware, has tons of cameos. In some sense, it feels like a bunch of disconnected skits or like someone who's like, I'm going to try and make the most audacious movie possible. No one will greenlit this. I want someone to shut me down, and yet they let it happen. I had such a blast, despite my expectations, that yes, yes, I will watch Spice World again, because I fucking loved it. And I highly encourage you to not be a piss pants like Dave and get out and watch it. (laughs) So that's it, Cinemites. The verdict is in. Two out of three of us are going to watch Spice World again. But... I encourage you to go out there, check it out for yourself, and let us know what you think. So, Dave, Spice World's over. What are we watching next week? Next week, we need one more fan pick to fill out the month. So next week, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be watching Casey watch the other hour and change minutes of Are We There Yet? starring Ice Cube. Because we're making that happen, and she has to see the whole thing. Remember when you just said that, Case? I tried to... I tried watching this movie several times at my job when I worked at a tanning salon slash fucking video <laughs> store slash 800 things. And even then I was just like, no, I'd rather work. And I'm a teenager. Gross. Oh, yeah. oh fuck. Fuck. 
Well, thanks for that, Dave. Well, I guess not Dave, whoever the fuck suggested that. Follow us on social media at Cinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, PPL, Instagram at Casey.Cinema, Patreon slash Shitty Cinema, or if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook and share this podcast with a friend. In the meantime, let's turn out the lights, strap on some platforms. Ooh, what do you think I was going to say? And go do a meet and greet <laughs> with aliens. Huh? <laughs>